five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast covering both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Light Force, joined virtually, as always, by Omni at Omni Strife and Jordan at Sir Dr. J and the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. How goes the battle? It goes. I think it's not as enthusiastic as the Battle of Canada, right? Definitely no. Not. <laughs> Though, dependent on which side of the Battle of Canada you found yourself sitting, <laughs> Fair man, it was a good battle. Let's, let's be real. It was entertaining. And if you left that by suggesting you were not entertained, you were. You're just upset by the result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, screw your opinion. You were entertained. <laughs> I'm upset because I, I, I let myself get entertained. And I like, mm. yeah, I mean. Before we, we head into the details uh, and get to the payload, uh, we all predicted the same result. And yet, I don't think either of us have expected it to be this uh, intense. No, it was, it was a much better match than I expected, to be honest with you. Yeah. the And, and if you, for some reason, hadn't even paid attention to how the Battle of Canada came to be, because it wasn't set in stone like there was a possibility it didn't happen what we had predicted was like on these predictions as to which we had sort of played out mm -hmm. uh kinda mm -hmm. uh, but the battle of canada was going to happen and it did and it was a good one like I, I would argue that of the matches we got out of the west that was the most entertaining match not to For suggest sure. there wasn't a you know entertainment to be had in others but that one like Three tiers above. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But uh, you know what? Uh, let's stop beating around the bush and uh, start pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Before the Battle of Canada could actually take place, the Toronto Defiant needed to beat the winner of the Washington Justice New York Excelsior match. Uh, and if you happen to be an Excelsior fan, uh, many apologies. Uh, your team's out. They lost to the Washington Justice. Uh, Toronto then had to take them on and Washington having played Toronto before you'd think they would have, you know, read that book well and planned accordingly. And Toronto was like, you know, this is an open book exam. You know what you're to expect. <laughs> they, they didn't, they didn't change much. And Washington seemed to miss that memo that it was an open book exam, that the <laughs> test that they had previously the exact same answers were going to be provided in a slightly different order because of the maps having you know, <laughs> bounced a little bit. But was Washington in it until that match started and then it was over? Like, it felt like it. I mean, Toronto, fast forward here, three overwatch them. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Uh, wake me up when we're done talking about this game. But, like, for real, um wasn't even close. I mean, Washington is not very good. They have <laughs> one amazing player, and the rest are meh. And it showed that whenever you know a, a team like Toronto, who has a bit more of a synergetic approach to the game, more like more coordination, they just put some resources into killing 
that one guy, Alpha, obviously is the one I'm referring to, and and win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Alpha, entertaining to watch. Uh, rest of the team plays around him and tries to keep up, and uh, doesn't work out. I mean, even if they were to have kept up with Alfie, uh, the level of play that Sir Majid brings on Alari oh, yeah. is, you know, completely uh, above anything that Washington was able to respond with. And, yeah. you know, again, like Washington knew what Toronto was bringing. Yeah. I don't understand how the justice could not, ad- like, not necessarily could not adapt, but didn't even look like they were trying to. Mm-hmm. Like they, they just came out saying, well, it didn't work last time, but hey, maybe this time we'll roll the dice. And hey, it's 20. Instead, uh, they rolled like a two. <laughs> Alpha Yi rolled a little bit higher. The rest of the team was all, uh, was all failing their rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Ilios, uh, no point did Washington look like they were going to contest. Uh, Eichenwald, Hey, they started moving the the cart. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, yay, Washington, moral victory. But and I and I don't want to take away from the dominance that Toronto, you know, provided. They were the superior team. This was the team the three of us had quite, you know, clearly said has one of the best paths through to making it into the the playoffs in their their home city. And they played this quarterfinal as if they knew that, understood that, saw that there was a job that they needed to get done. And hot darn, Washington was simply that speed bump uh, along the highway that they didn't even notice as they drove over it. Yeah, um, there's something, a theme that I'm going to address also in the, in the upcoming match that we're going to discuss about a bit of a sense of urgency that I think was displayed for the from the Toronto Defiant, uh, and you could see like they. Do you mean like sense of urgency? Let's get this over and done qu- quick enough so we're like, in the playoffs. Like not just that, but the fact that when they truly understand how important it is to win, they'll pull all stops and you know just you know um, don't f around and just <laughs> do what's needed and and win win the game. And I think it, it showed from all the players that were involved. Like Spectra was phenomenal on the Echo, and sometimes he played Torb also on on Eichenwald. I was really impressed with how he played. I think we discussed uh, uh, Spectra, obviously, since he kind of joined the Defiant and, and tried to uh, bring them some, some, you know, better results than what we saw before. And, and he did, and it seems like in this new meta, uh, powered by... by Majid and UV also on the BAP. They're mm-hmm. playing really well together. Um, yeah. It, like, even Eichenwalde, when when we saw some signs of life from Washington, like, it did not end with much. Obviously, at some point, Alpha E will get a blade, will get two, two and a half picks on average, maybe, um, win a fight, push the card, cap a point. But it was never, like... It never felt like they had some prospects of actually winning the map. And it it showed, it, it seemed like they knew that from what I always refer to as the, the video game uh, body language, right? Of how the team will posture, where they'll stand, how they'll engage, how 
reactive versus proactive we saw them and Suravasa was the last map and yeah um when hydron gets all these <laughs> points to run around it's you know if he's not contested if he's not contained and he wasn't spoiler <laughs> you can't do much um there was like a first point get like uh, that that Washington tried to do. They they played uh, mirror, I think, on the Junker Queen in this map. So they want to have a, a more of a closer uh, battle. And once Toronto recapped, there wasn't much they they were able to do. Like Washington gave up halfway <laughs> through this map. It felt to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, this this map just in general, it was Toronto firing on all cylinders, albeit against an opponent opponent who, as you mentioned already, you know wasn't adapting, wasn't really trying anything different yeah, to try want, and counter them. They wanted to go home. <laughs> yeah, and and it also, you know, it kind of... Uh, one thing that kind of speaks volume t- volumes to how this uh, meta suits Toronto is that I actually kind of like... It, I know you were saying Spectra was good, and certainly everyone was good. I kind of felt like I didn't notice Spectra too much in this match, which is funny because when he joined the team, it was you know, a breath of fresh air to see Spectra playing with the team and really kind of making an impact on the Echo and some of these other characters. And I really felt like, you know, in terms of the the shining stars in this meta, you know, we're seeing Hydron get all these amazing flank kills. We're seeing uh, uh, Majed on the Alari. We're seeing uh, some amazing bat play. And and honestly, Kaluj, uh, you know, making some big plays with Orisa with, uh, um, I don't, recall if he played junker queen but i think he pulled out sigma and diva at a couple times um you know just firing on all cylinders yeah uh, you know you say you didn't know the spectra i think that disrespects the fact that alfie boosted by a mercy falls to his echo like, <laughs> fair enough you know I, you, you think about how spectra and hydron play especially when hydron starts doing you know old man legs with the big flanks mm-hmm. that doesn't actually hurt point. the yeah. defiant because spectra is able to balance that sort of lusty, yeah to, yeah to allow like everyone knows they're hydron's somewhere over there mm-hmm. right like that's not unknown mm-hmm. yet they it, lose even that now you focus. have the, the yeah and you have the pink system too <laughs> which i'm sure was uh <laughs> utilized but yeah yeah good point yeah and, uh, so maybe in, in some respect hydron you know, gets the fanfare for really mm-hmm. the, the blue collar work that Spectra puts in the, you know, we, we talk about how the DPS pairs of teams sort of, you know, play off each other. One frees up the other to have that space. I don't know if it's necessarily a free up of space because, you know, Hydron is just, you know, running six miles in an entirely different direction to get the space himself. Mm-hmm. But yet, Despite teams knowing this is happening, despite the fact that, yeah, you know, the ping system or whatever, mm-hmm. Spectra is doing enough song and dance and is, you know, trouble in his own right that teams seem to forget. Yeah. But Toronto made short work of Washington and they sped run this uh, match, three overwatched them, and that set up the uh, Battle of Canada. Uh, third time's the charm. Now, Vancouver, having faced Toronto twice uh, this stage, uh, came into this match the clear underdog. I think, yeah. if anything, the only people who had suggested Vancouver might stand a chance were the ones who would have said Vancouver stands a chance against any team simply because 
You never know on any given Sunday what might happen. Any given Sunday. Great movie. The fact remains, though, Vancouver, unlike Washington, saw that, hey, it's an open book exam. In fact, look, that practice exam that we already took seems to be the same one that's going to be used in this match. And they made adjustments. We saw much less brig. You know, we, we saw the, the sort of speed approach. They came with pace. They were, they were aggro. You had the, uh, punk Orissa being able to go in and sort of slow down Toronto. And then that in turn allowed sugar free to start diving into that, that back line, harassing support so significantly that Toronto was almost surprised that Vancouver brought you know, the fight to them, like, you know, that, that first match, the, the one on, on Ilios Oasis or Oasis. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Ilios was the uh, Toronto and Washington one, right? Yeah. Um, the Oasis match, like uh, Toronto seemed to just not like they, 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 they started to actually make adjustments as if, okay, this isn't working. We got to go away from our bread and butter here. We're not entirely sure how to, how to deal with this, but you, they didn't have an answer. And Vancouver, to their credit, didn't get overconfident. Like, you know, a few weeks back, Vancouver found themselves in a position where they, they did get that sort of overconfidence in play. Um, I'm trying to think here. Like you had sugar free who had, had like what a three K blade. Uh, at one point it was, Crimzo, I don't want to say it was Crimzo he sang, and um, who else? There was three of them on the point with like a fully uh, healthy uh, Kaluge, and Kaluge ended up doing the hole to try to get the med pack in an effort to not die. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, as an Arissa, just it, Vancouver had seemed to figure out the answer to all of the questions. Yeah, it, it's an interesting match for sure. This in first map, we saw what had worked for them in the past. Like that one map they won, ironically, it was Suravasa in the, their previous encounter, mm-hmm. where they just seemed to know that if we want to win, we need to hunt down uh, Hydron. And that's what they were focused on. Every off angle that he took, maybe it's just, you know, the geometry of the map being more confined, especially in the university where they started. He couldn't do nothing. And like you said, Sugar Free, they were all super assertive. We saw Crimzo and Faith back on their bread and butter in Indiana and, and Lucio. He sang, started playing soldier suddenly, and he was just like winning the 1v1, one after another. He's just running down and killing soldier and Toronto seemed a little bit lost. They didn't really know what they're going to try. Are they going to like, you know, go Torb? Are they going to play May? Mm -hmm. Titans just like kind of punked them on this, uh, especially on garden. There's like nothing they could do. (laughs) It it was weird because this is like the king of the hill map. This is what we usually see the defined play so well. And Titans do so, so poorly on, well, in in both rounds, the Vancouver Titans gave the Toronto Defiant the point, 
but traveled sort of as that collective group right. to ensure that they got that first pick or they they won that fight and then subsequently took the point away. And once they had that point, they again to your point, uh, point or you know they tried to not silence but muffle you know Hydron's ability to contribute. Um, Sir Majid pretty much was on very personal terms with Sugar Free throughout. <laughs> and you know he, he like he, the, to the extent that Sarmajid was no longer actually dealing damage, he was actually using his cooldowns for survivability. Which you know the the match previous, Majid I think just slightly outhealed his damage output. Whereas against the Titans here, he's now negated. Not only is he not supporting, he's he's not dealing this additional damage. Right. Um. You know the the Torb call i get why he he gets used but it he, he the torb was was ineffective on mm-hmm. on garden mm-hmm. um like it and you had talked about the titans sort of punked them i don't necessarily know if the titans punked them because like to me that that would be this was a a complete surprise i genuinely think they looked at what toronto was doing and said we think we can beat you at a very similar game mm-hmm. we know we can't play the same one but this 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 rollout that we're going to come out with aggressive, mm-hmm. we're going to dish the damage, we're going to make you feel the pain. Toronto hadn't actually had an opponent mm-hmm. uh, up until this point that did that. Like consider right. every time that they've been in a match, they were the ones dictating play. And now you have Vancouver. Eh, let's give this a try. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. No, I was I was just going to say it. Uh, they did a really good job shutting them down. And I, I think there's been a something of a consensus in the league that Ilari is not the best route to go. So Toronto is kind of an outlier playing this in a lot of ways. Um, we're well, still going to see everything to do with Majid. That. And that's, yeah. that's the thing, right? Is he plays it to such a good extent that, uh, you know, obviously they're going to, if they can make it work, they're going to make it work. Um, Vancouver was doing a really good job shutting him down though. Uh, as, as you mentioned there, um, and I mean, Sugar Freeze Genji is whoo, is fun to watch. That's for sure. Hot. Um, but you know, it, what happens when we have a an even stronger team playing this comp that maybe counters Toronto? Yet, yeah. yet well, to be seen. We're, we're, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So we get to Numbody. Uh, Toronto, having been the loser, gets to pick this. This isn't a position that they've actually sort of been in in a, in a spell. <laughs> so they they pick a map that uh, we have seen the Vancouver Titans struggle on. In fact, you know, the last oh, battle of Canada, so Vancouver looked <laughs> like like horrible. Sure, it went to overtime. There was a drawable condition, but Vancouver did not look good. And what happens early on, like it was the first <laughs> engagement and he sang gets deleted. I was um, like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, it was like, boom. And then, oh, well, that fight's over and Toronto's taking the point already. Like, it, I think, what, 45 seconds, if that has ticked off the clock, not a whole yeah. lot. And yeah, it was like, oh, boy, here we go. Because now Toronto goes like full press while they're capping the point, staggering the Titans significantly. And the one thing about Nambani is like when that escort occurs, you're coming from like an entirely different country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you have to spawn. And so 
I do want to give credit to Vancouver to finally slowing that roll mm-hmm. just as they were coming around sort of that S turn mm-hmm. uh, towards that capture point and Vancouver burned clock. Yeah. They, they finally, again, got to that sort of spot. They were previously in uh, Oasis where they were able to go in, maybe not dictate play, because I think Toronto was still the one starting the engagements, but the moment Toronto sort of threw that first punch, you know, Vancouver came with two of their own. Uh, I, often you would see Sugar Free and uh, Faith together as sort of like a dive unit, that mm-hmm. Lucio Genji combo. Um, nearly every engagement that they got into, Faith they was, got a kill. Yeah, bloodthirsty Lucio there. <laughs> right. And what's interesting is if you think about this, that left Crimson's responsibility is keep Punk alive, and Toronto yeah. could not kill Punk. Mm-hmm. There is there's some really good survivability um, on both sides a number of times, but yeah, man, Crimson and Crimson doing it on Anna, just crazy stuff. Like it was, That's it was incredible. Yeah, it was. It's- it's funny you brought up like the the huge spawn that you have on Umbani. It, it went both ways, I think, because when t- the Titans lost the point and then they lost again poorly, having to go like so far to to approach t- uh, the Defiant, they actually stopped them right before uh, Defiant hit that second pointer, mm-hmm. and then it flipped because they didn't mm-hmm. get that second point and they had to do the big big route. Uh, it's funny because Titans like. You know, alts were coming along for for Toronto, and Titans won a fight they should not have won, and then it flipped. Uh, like Toronto, uh, Vancouver had all the alts for them, and kind of Toronto won that one uh, somehow when Spectro went to Tracer. Um, well, and that, so this is the thing: is when did we start seeing Toronto get that level of success? The moment Spectro went Tracer, yeah, they adjusted. The, right, that in match adjustment seemed to work every single time didn't necessarily pan out long run for Numbani, mm-hmm. but we started, this is where we started to see Toronto say, okay, what we've been coming with Vancouver has figured out. Mm-hmm. And then it was like subtle adjustments, small adjustments to see, well, how do we, how do we harass Crimzo to the extent that it prevents him from keeping punk up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, he sang faith and, and sugar free sort of seemed to be doing their own thing. But the key to Toronto's match here specifically was we need to get punk off the point. Cause Vancouver was ignoring the payload mm-hmm. on defense, say for punk, even on attack. Um, it was generally just crimson, you know, chilling on the payload as, as an Anna tends to do, but her job was trying to keep punk alive to continue to push that sort of, wall back uh meanwhile sugar free he's saying and, and faith are you know flanking killing mm-hmm. um toronto because they lost all that time just trying to capture that second point vancouver then continued to have them eat the clock uh through to the the final capture so having gone from like a disastrous start to a very respectable time i think that Toronto had like what 30 seconds left on, yeah. on capture. It created an opportunity for Vancouver. If they figured out their attack, which was completely impotent, the match before against the, with these two teams, um, an opportunity to, Hey, maybe they can make a go of this. Mm-hmm. Now 
I will admit when Vancouver came out on attack, they proceeded to open up the front on three different points. You had, you had faith and uh, sugar free hanging out like between sort of spawn and the, the capture point you had crimson and punk sort of together. And then he sang sort of just doing his thing, <laughs> right? Like, I, it didn't seem like he sang was sort of part of a, a you know a declared unit, kind of freelancing. Yeah. But what was interesting Working about it. this is Toronto, having wanted to hold the high ground, suddenly realizes, well, wait, we have to respect that there's there's mm-hmm. you know these two guys behind us, and Kaluge gives up high ground, comes mm-hmm. down, and the moment that occurs, Vancouver's like, oh, thank you, yeah. And this. you think again that previous match, Toronto just held the high ground like as if they owned it and wanted mm-hmm. to charge Vancouver rent. This was a really good like honestly, I feel like you could watch that first minute of this match with um, uh, not of this match, sorry, of this round because uh, it's kind of I mean I know you used the term already Omni, but it's kind of a masterclass in how you break up the defense, uh, the way that they manage to surround them and just force them to pull their attention in three different places and then draw them back towards their own spawn at one point, even Uh, I think it's collusion on the Sigma kind of extends out there and that's kind of when it breaks. And then Vancouver is able to obviously just swarm. They just get a pick after a pick after a pick and they just take the point. Um, It was honestly, it, it was a really good demonstration of here's a coordinated effort to break up a uh, strategy that we've seen be very successful in the past. Yeah. Somewhat with the, the diva, uh, diva also being a factor in mm-hmm. here where you can go high ground, go down, go. And, and another key to this map, when Hydron was too far from the fight multiple times, mm-hmm. Sugar Free just went to work on the support. Chased him. And yeah. No, no, he actually, everybody kind of ignored him. Uh, and Sugar Free was in the front lines oh. killing the supports. Gotcha. But. Yeah. It was way too far. It happened uh, a bunch of times on Numbani that I noticed. Sorry, I well, was thinking Faith chasing him. <laughs> the yeah. like, If we think about Vancouver Titans over the course of the season, th- where they started to fall apart often was either they'd lose that early DPS pick um, or Punk would drop. Like, teams seem to figure out, we just need to get the tank out of the way and uh, the rest is sort of the, the structure falls. Vancouver's approach to Toronto here on Numbani was like, yeah, there's Kaluge. Eh. Like, how often was Kaluge the last one to drop? Like, it happened so frequently, and I can't, yeah. I can't think of a time where you've seen a team not, you know, ignore because they they obviously engage, but they kept Kaluge disengaged from any particular fight, especially a Sigma where he needs the ability to to you know lock targets down to to get that splash damage. Uh, yeah, sure, I'm going to put my shield here, but the problem is the Titans again in a sort of three different directions. You know, he didn't really know what to do in his role. And yeah, Hydron equally ignored, but, you know, go do stuff. We've killed your support. You know, I, Vancouver, once they took this point, then decided that they weren't going to commit the same mistakes Toronto did. And while they were aggro, they seemed to be like on a rope and it would only go so far from the payload. Like it, it was kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. Like I, in my mind, it's, it's, it's kind of like they're diving off and diving back. Like every, every dis, every engagement and disengagement occurred and 
whereas Toronto, when, when they were on their attack phase, Toronto in that initial was, was maybe too aggro. They overextended themselves. They allowed Vancouver to finally stop it. Toronto, not so much. But we also started again to see Toronto make these adjustments. We saw the tracer come out. We saw the, the uh, fact that, you know, Crimzo was made to sweat a little. Um, yeah. And that, that disrupted, but you still had punk on a, on a diva getting three K's on a bomb. Like when was the last time you <laughs> seen a diva bomb, get a three K in the overwatch, like uh, Poco in season one. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and I know it's no longer the shield meta, but still it's yeah. the, the bomb is simply the means to get my mech back now. Yeah. It's, it kind of placed right on the corner of the two doors. Yeah. It, yeah, maybe a freak uh, accident almost, but it works. So well, and hi, you know, you get total play of the match because Hydron popped his Q as he's trying to run mm, through the doors right. and have to get past it. But you know, what was interesting though is when it went to overtime, Toronto decided, well, we it worked so well the first time, let's do it again. But it, to credit to Vancouver, there's a team that saw, okay, here's what we did wrong, let's not do it again. Mm-hmm. And, just kill kill Ultraviolet and we'll yeah. <laughs> And that, that's ultimately what they did. Uh, the fact that Toronto had less time to begin with hurt. And once they got that first pick and won that first fight, Toronto completely adjusted. They actually decided, well, this, you know, aggro won't work. We need to get a tick. Comp swap. And time ran out. Yeah. It's hard to do a full uh, comp swap when you have so little time mm-hmm. in the bank. Yeah. yeah. So Vancouver's at 2-0. At this point in time, my daughter had a soccer game that she needed to get to. And as the <laughs> faithful father. That's what happened. That's what caused it all. I, see. I had to get up and I had to go. And obviously to her, it was her first soccer match of the, the season. Now, I will admit that I looked at whatever happened next, whether it was Suravasa or, or New Junk City. Vancouver loves Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Toronto, not so they much. don't mind it. Does not play right? the Lucio as well. Yeah. yeah, and and so in my mind, I'm like, okay, Ooh. I don't. I'm going to give Toronto credit. This is a really good team, a well coached team. This is a team of players who are also professional in 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 that approach. That yeah, we need to get our act together. So I'm like, okay, if the Titans don't win Servasa, they've got more map types that they're not that bad at. To play, <laughs> so I think. If let's say do, you were me before, thinking the Titans you, were going to win, what happens here? I think the biggest problem on the macro level is that the Titans thought thought so as well. They started, uh, you know, typing trash talking in chat. Someone, I think it was Crimson, who typed like, "Oh, maybe they'll get a window this time" or something like that <laughs> with the BAP. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is going back to what I mentioned before, the sense of urgency. Titans thought, okay, these guys are done. We're mm-hmm. dominating them in the fashion that they won the previous two maps. Now we're going into Suravasa. We play the Lucio comp. This is the map we beat them. The, uh, we, we, we beat them on convincingly the last time we played. And we were kind of crap and they were good. So <laughs> that's what I thought as well. 
Um, and, and to be honest with you, like most of these points, especially early on in Suravasa, Titans were winning fights as well. Yeah. They were capping and they were capping, but something about the timer and how it clicks worked more into the favor of the Defiant. And, you know, despite Hydron getting picked and hunted down, uh, uh, Toronto kind of flipped it back. And Titans came back and won the point at 80. And he sang, you know, he countered on the flanking road. It was looking good, but Defiant were like a wounded animal. You know that that phrase, like, if we mm-hmm. if we fall now, if we give up, that's it. We're done. And of course, there's the the, the, the losers bracket, but I'm not sure were they still. Uh, oh yeah, 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 sure. Either team could. But yeah, still, yeah. you don't want to go down 0-3 to the Titans, right? And they no. win this one, and then second point. And Faith keeps hunting Ultraviolet like he has been doing in the past two maps. Titans, you know, they get the support alts. They should win this. And Faith he kills Spectra. But then Majid with his uh, sunburst, he recaps on 99, literally mm-hmm. on 99. And, and know, he's saying, kill Hydron, but it's not enough. And they just can't finish a point. And at this point, I'm like, oh, my goodness. How is this 2-0 in the Suravasa map? How can this be? Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm like, okay, if we lose this map, it's not that bad. But then the third map starts, and Hisang actually gets picks. Uh, Defiant caps first. But Crimson and Sugar Free, they will win the fight and then they actually go 2 1. And you'd think, okay, now we got momentum back. And the Titans, they will uh they will cap the map, the, the point first. And somehow, you know, the first fight happens on, on this point, and the the fight is long, and Titans win. But I look at the cap and Defiant has fif- has 52% already on, on, mm-hmm. on the bank in the bank, and it's like so annoying like you're the quicker mm-hmm. team how's this happening and they get the cap again and it's you know it's 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 2-1 Toronto really seemed to play this like and 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 it was it was honestly very confusing to watch but they played this almost war of attrition where it didn't seem like they had the point for long enough for them to be the one to get the point every time it really felt like Vancouver was in control and somehow Toronto would just get in there. They'd get a bunch of percentage. Vancouver might take it back, but like you said, the way, the way the timer ticks in this, these rounds for some reason, at least for this, these first couple of maps uh, or rounds, I guess Toronto just, it was like, they didn't care what the percentage was. They weren't looking at the board. They just knew the point hasn't moved yet. So we need to get it. And that's what they did. So I felt Toronto songs of speed because they didn't have the Lucio played uh, flashpoint similar to how Titans do Titans seem to play flashpoint historically uh, with the idea of we're going to get that point. We're going to take it first. Mm -hmm. We'll prolong a fight. We may not win it. Right. But that's the thing where the way flashpoint works and that you get that point and you get that tick. If you can prolong that fight, Okay, sure, you lose it, but look how much you have. Mm-hmm. And then you ha- You okay, win just one fight and you got it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like Toronto played that that game. Like the point that you talk about, I actually just sort of fast forwarded through the the match here. And you watch what's happening. Vancouver's playing smart, playing collectively mm-hmm. together. Sugar Free finally uh, gets his alt. He goes through, takes out Majed. Um next thing you know, the Defiant are split up, the Defiant come in, they clean up, Ultraviolet's gone next, and that's that. You're right. 56%. What did Mm -hmm. Toronto do? Toronto simply said, okay, sure. Let's fight. Let's brawl. Mm -hmm. 
and we might lose this brawl. Yeah. But we're gaining. It reminds we have the me, ability to re-engage. Yeah. It's like reminds me of those points on King of the Hill. You see this a lot in Nepal, uh, where you just okay, we'll just stall it out, stall it out, we'll cap all the way until like 80, 90. We don't care if we lose because once we're back, once we get our ults, we're gonna get that point back and and we win. And that's what happened. Um uh, it was like too much. They they didn't have that same sense of urgency that they should have uh, had. Like it, it's it's baffling and it's annoying, but that's human nature. Like if they had known that there's actually a risk of them being reverse wrapped, it would have been over at three zero, I think, mm-hmm. still. But this is the game, well, and and um, if you look at the player cams after this match, you look at Toronto. Toronto, they seem to be like they're not ecstatic they're not really right. in a celebratory mood but they look like okay, we're, we're, we're getting done to business you look at right. vancouver vancouver's like oh okay that just yeah happened. they seem calm <laughs> right? like, yeah they're not there but like there does seem to be a different approach like vancouver just seems to be more like oh it happened mm-hmm. but it and i, I feel where is that that you know you talked about the wounded animal toronto probably played this as much mm-hmm so Toronto's got that uh, Flashpoint map. Again, if you're a Vancouver Titans fan like me who happened to have left to take his daughter to a, a soccer match, you still have, <laughs> um, you know, a robot to, to push around a map. And this is a, a, a map type that both Toronto and Vancouver have looked dominant on and not so much for different reasons over the course of the season. And uh, suffice to say, or at least from what I've been told, <laughs> Toronto decided New Queen's tweet, tweet, street, <laughs> New Queen's tweet, <laughs> New Queen's tweet, New Queen's street. The map that Vancouver chose to play, which was interesting, yeah, um, was almost like uh, a, a slap across the face. Yeah, it started out. Like, Toronto was. It, I was wondering if they were going to get a full cap, which we don't. I don't remember last time we really saw a full cap from either of these teams on a push map. Cause yeah. I mean, even extending that out to the broader league, we don't see full caps that frequently uh, on this, push maps. This was so bad. Toronto like, was scary at the beginning for the first, I don't even know how much half the match at least. Why you choose the Sigma map here? Why, why do you go <laughs> Doomfist? Why is everything happening the way it happened? Like this was the bad Vancouver map. I don't really know. Like the first ma- uh, fight they won was after like 82 meters of push. Yeah, that, that's they what I'm did. talking about. It looked like Toronto was going to fall. It looks, it looked like crap. And and I'm forcing myself not to say the S word, but it looked like the S word. Oh shoot! Don't worry, you dropped this uh, an F word last uh, last uh, episode. Did I? I, I don't even yeah, remember. I had, okay. I had to tone it out. <laughs> you called me and Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> Uh, Vancouver, they kind of did get like a streak of two and a half fights. They, they won, <laughs> I want to say. Well, uh, so once, yeah, once they, yeah. once they stopped the bot, they were able to then try to return the favor, but you know, Toronto was able to settle down a little bit quicker than Vancouver did in that initial push. Um, and again, I, I, I'm sort of going by the notes as to which were provided to me and trying to fast forward to where these points are. But Vancouver didn't seem to have the ability to engage the way they wanted to. You have a Sigma shield that 
prevents Crimzo from really being as valuable uh, to Punk uh, by distance. Sugar Free, to his credit, was doing everything in his power to get into the the back line. Um, I do like that Faith was on the Lucio here, but yeah, yeah. you would mention like why the Doom Fist? Like, is this? Yeah. And- this doesn't seem to be the right pick. I like, I don't know if like an Orisa is the option here. It, but it feels to be be, be to be better than Doom. last thing that I will add, and I hate to do this to the guy because he was nothing but exemplary for the Titans. Uh, he sang zero and ten. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah, zero yeah, and ten. He completely d- disappeared. I was I was going to say so, it, it wasn't until about three minutes left in the match that Sugar Free was able to make some something of a difference. That's when. Vancouver gets basically all their progress. Right. There was a point where uh, he sang pops his cue as old man. He's behind the defiant. And you could suggest maybe that was the zoning alt, like, uh, mm. you know, Cassidy's it's tends uh, to be San Francisco, uh, San Francisco. He sang his back, <laughs> right? Like, but how, how does, how does soldier not get a kill mm-hmm. on an alt when Vancouver wins the fight? Like that is sort of how it went for he sang in this, this match, and he does switch to Torb near the end. I think at that point it's like, well, I can't seem to get anything working this way. So, yeah. Spectra seems to have some value with Torb. Maybe it works for me, and his turret gets the odd pick. Mm-hmm. So Toronto wins. Guess what, boys? You got a two-two match. You got the reverse Damn. sweep lined Lumen. up, and Vancouver picks Dorado. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious about the Dorado pick. Oh, right. I just jumped to this map in, in the VOD and uh, yeah, this, this was Hydron on widow and he sang yeah. on widow as well, but uh, one outshone the other. Yeah. Like to start with the map, like on attack, he sang was, Doing work, he got some picks here and there. He wasn't that much worse than than uh, Hydron, but like afterwards, yeah, the more maps they played, mm-hmm. man, Hydron was just going crazy. Like, yeah, I don't know why they. Yeah, I I don't get this comp. Like, <laughs> try to explain to me. Like, I don't know, Overwatch League uh, coaches, what is this comp? Why do you play an Echo into <laughs> Widow? And like, what is this? I, I you cannot think... for, you can never like explain to me or 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 convince me that like playing a Hanzo maybe or a soldier or not soldier sorry but a Hanzo or a Genji here does not work better. It's just I, weird. I well okay so you have sugar free and echo. If I were to hazard a guess, the echo's value here is to get an unsuspecting widow. I like think, where you do some crazy flank, yeah. whereas that's something that but maybe isn't as capable with Genji. Like, and it's weird because well, both both teams do this. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. And just, an Ana. <laughs> well, and you know what's Faith playing? Yeah, yeah. The the Brig is the. I mean, the uh, Brig is pocketing the Widow ideally, but it. I don't think it works very well. The the Echo and the Diva make sense together to me as sort of a dive combo. Um, and Genji? then of course you've got the. Well, and then you've got the widow in the back line or hiding in the back to get a pick where you can, but playing yeah. it against the same comp doesn't make a lot of sense to me uh, because it's almost like what, who are you going to get a pick on? 
you know, I guess maybe the Brig or the Ana. Ideally, Brig has her shield, so she's going to be hard enough to hit Ana. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. It, it, this was a, just a very confusing comp. I don't know that we've seen yeah. any other teams play this. Um, I haven't watched too many other games though lately, so. Well, I mean, Majed as well, like you think about the support. So you got a Brig who's just escorting the payload and mm-hmm. potentially pocketing your your Widow. Majed is able to dish damage. Mm-hmm. Like Brig, Brig, Brig is simply a... Pylon, basically. Yeah, right? Like uh, an object that one must get past or around, mm-hmm. but not, not providing value. And, and Majed's ability to go in and provide that additional level of damage yeah. just made it very difficult for the Vancouver Titans to get progress. And not only now, that, again, but drop the, the, you know, if you want to, throw the heal pack somewhere, the, the healing pylon somewhere, and then go out and do damage. So you're doing heals and damage at the same time, whereas Brig, obviously AoE, you have to be much closer. Yeah. The... The thing that I find odd about this map pick, though, is that you have the Vancouver Titans who, I mean, he's saying got picks, but is he the player you want to have on a on a Widow? Yeah, probably not. You want him on a character that's going to get more more actively involved. Tracer, me. Yeah, probably. yeah. Like I, I, I don't know what they do differently here. Like, but the, and, and, you know, we're, we're sort of talking as if the Vancouver Titans got absolutely no value from this. Well, yeah, they did. They, yeah. They, they played they, well. They completed. Yeah. It's just that for a team who is under the pressure here, cause you know, for Toronto, it's like, Hey, if we lose this three, two, look what we did to the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas if you're the Titans, like, Oh my goodness, look what the define have done to us. But yeah, it, it just, the map and- pick. And the and that sort of initial rollout is confusing. And like usual, it took massive plays from from Sugar Free to get that progress uh, multiple mm-hmm. times. Yeah, you're you, you know you mentioned it earlier. You're right. He Seng does have you know some good picks throughout the map on on the Widow, but I agree. It, it really feels like. Well, does he out Hydron Itron? That's that's the thing for me. Is no, and Hydron, it gets progressively worse. Yeah, Hydron was getting picks consistently I, th- I think they pull up the stat card at the end of the match here i mean hydron got player of the match or whatever um and they pull up the stat card and on this map alone i think it was like he missed four shots or something like that or yeah. all of his hits were critical hits except for four shots i think so yeah like that hydron. accuracy is insane he's saying although he had some good picks just wasn't that uh effective on it right so you really need him on a hero that's going to be able to dish out more regular yeah. damage to get full advantage out of him. Hydron is kind of like feeding on that confidence of hitting shots. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Who used to be on, on the Titans, which who I'm, whom I'm not going to name, uh, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. He sang didn't feel to me that he was in a good uh, uh, state, especially after that new Queen Street uh, uh, map. Yeah, and it, it wasn't a good um, strategy, uh, evidently, <laughs> as we go into the rest of this map. Yeah. But Toronto, you know, comes out on on attack with the identical uh, that they uh, um, that they used on defense. Uh, Toronto or Vancouver decides we're going to do the same thing, but again, mm-hmm. I don't know where faith on Brig comes in to play like Toronto essentially bullies the Titans front line the entire time. Like Mm -hmm. until such time as faith goes and gets involved in the fight, 
And the moment Faith drops the shield down, uh, Hydron is, you know, scoped right in. Thinking about thinking about the Brig pick a little differently, I guess the one thing that makes sense with it is that it doesn't really make sense to have a Lucio in this comp because you don't need that mobility and that extra boost to any one other character on your team when you have an Echo and a, a Diva and even an Ana who's going to be hanging out in the back line. So, you know, if you're not playing the Lucio, mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's well, why he goes play? to the Brig. Although, you know, I would think uh, maybe a BAP or something would be a better pick. But does Faith traditionally play BAP? You know, not really. Not really. Well, but I think this goes to Vancouver. Like, what are they doing here? They don't seem to be playing to anyone's particular strength. Yeah, fair enough. Right? They're, they're, maybe they have a, a, a series of sort Just, of pieces yeah. that don't all connect together. And, yeah. you know, could, could a Faith Lucio have been used on this map? I think a Faith Lucio could be used. Maybe. But it's you're right. It's not with a Widow and an Echo. Yeah, yeah. And right. and sugar free does switch to tracer at one point. In which case, you know, I mean, do you usually speed boost a yeah. Lucio? Not, or, I mean, a tracer, not really, but could have switched at that point. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, Oof, I, that that was that in. Um, I don't remember, but when did the sugar free kill himself with a pulse bomb from that sleep uh, by UV? I think it was on defense. Oh, <laughs> I don't. That remember. kind of uh, turned momentum um, on its head, really, because just Titans were looking a bit better in that uh, last stretch, but then he he went to hunt UV and he slept him, and it was like devastating. Uh, and I think they never recouped and and capped hmm. third with like two one more minute extra uh, compared to the Titans one minute. Yeah. But overtime or extra innings. <laughs> yeah, whatever what is it called in uh in Overwatch? I don't the, even know. Like extra rounds? Like whatever it happens it, to be. I labeled it as A two and then D two. A two D two. But uh no, I mean Toronto comes out of the door and this is when Essentially, I was going nuts, nuts. Yeah. yeah, wins the fight. Um, yeah, like there is a point. I'm just actually now where where Sugar Free is standing above him uh, with Echo, and Hydron does more damage, spray and pray, than than Sugar Free does. Even throwing his little uh, whatever they are, sticky bombs. Yeah, I I was losing it at this point. I wrote like four bullets for for the attack, the extra attack phase, and the extra defense phase. I just have Pung is dead with like a G instead of a K. <laughs> so I was like completely out of it. I'm like what the hell? But Toronto comes in. They make adjustments throughout the match that Vancouver doesn't seem able to do and i i again i give credit to Ascoff for having the team prepared like you can yeah. clearly see vancouver came in and understood the assignment far better than the washington justice did mm-hmm. but then equally i think kasaris and team they need to be given credit for helping the defiant right. Right. adjust during this match in a way that vancouver didn't seem to to quite understand and may that have been the fact that vancouver having read the the book didn't realize there was a couple additional chapters honestly yeah, I, go, ahead. Yeah, go ahead no you go ahead okay um i was gonna say honestly this match was a shame for vancouver to lose because mm-hmm. everyone 
going into this match had said Toronto is strut such a strong force in this meta and Toronto is, you know, there's the scrim bucks behind them and, and all this kind of stuff. It's really kind of a shame that Vancouver didn't come out on top here because if they had been able to beat them, it would have poked some serious holes in, in, you know, the, the all powerful Toronto right now, but for sure, ultimately, yeah, I, I still think that while Vancouver being Toronto maybe pokes holes, I can't imagine what Toronto would have been like in a in the lower bracket. Oh, I know, yeah. and that's the thing; right. like, like, they would have probably just it would be like could, season could two have San gone Francisco all over exactly. again, exactly, yeah. or gone the complete opposite. Like, yeah, sure, it's right, funny where we can talk about adjustments until we're blue in the face. But like, I've been playing recently a lot of uh, blitz chess, and <laughs> this this spiral of of um, call it downward spiral is, is a real thing right. you might be winning and you might be at that Suravasa uh, map and you're completely <laughs> in it and, and you blunder a little bit at the end and then you uh for no for no freaking reason you blunder and you blunder again and and that's how it ends um it just it's just a thing and i feel like toronto now after having gone through this crap of an early season and giving this new found hope in this this meta or or patch, they have created this sort of resilience through through the pain of <laughs> early season uh, uh, woes. And yeah. I feel like Vancouver kind of fell down the opposite path, mm-hmm. where they used to be like the underdog, and and wow, this overachievement, we're great, we're fourth in the in NA, and suddenly fifth. A fifth. And suddenly, you get this patch, and you get uh, your 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 mental kind of breaks because you're not as good as you used to be. And and they almost had it back here. Had they won against the Defiant, like in this fashion, it would have been great. Now I'm not really sure how they're gonna perform in the losers bracket. And I, yeah, yep, we'll see. So, so. What this sets up is that to the Vancouver Titans take on the San Francisco Shock. San Francisco lost to London Spitfire. And if London proved anything is that one, San Francisco can go mentally boom. Oh yeah. Real they quick. Look horrible. Now absolutely brutal. Vancouver has beaten the Shock this season, but the Shock seem to have Vancouver's number even in that match. If we look at this Saturday, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, who do we give it to? This Titans team that seemed to have figured out Toronto and has a place in sort of this meta, however it might be, because the Shock are going to bring something that's much more familiar. And I actually think the Shock provide Vancouver the opportunity to play a more comfortable uh, comp, uh, at least one that the Titans are, are more comfortable with. Yeah, I'd still give it to the Titans. Um... I did not like what I saw from the shock. And last time that uh, he sang played against proper, he was on a mission. <laughs> I I think, I think that's, that's one of the last uh, hurrahs that Vancouver is going to get anyways this season. Um, so I think they're going to show up, show up and, and do a good uh, performance and they should win it. I have it three, one for uh, Vancouver. When you say you have it, are Pickums open for this? No, they don't. Okay, just in my sure. in my Pickums in my brain. Just making sure I hadn't missed out. Again. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm. I also got to go Vancouver. Um, and it is. Uh, 
partially on how shock played against London. Uh, London is a weird, you know, we say this every season, London is weird right now. And why are they making it this (laughs) far? And why has nobody figured out how to, how to counter them? Um, But yeah, I wasn't impressed with San Francisco and honestly for all the, you know, uh, bad that came from the Toronto Vancouver match, Toronto, or I mean, Vancouver, sorry, played very well for the start and held sure. their own. I I wouldn't even say it was until Dorado that things, uh, honestly, until the Dorado extra rounds or after time or whatever you call it, um, that Vancouver really kind of didn't show up, right? They they stuck in it. They stayed in the game. Mm. They really, well, I guess push was a little off. I but, mean, <laughs> they, they, got ba- they got back into they push. Did. But they did. They got back into it. And, and, you know, we talked about that, obviously. A part of it maybe was he sang a little bit. But I think Vancouver can take it over San Francisco if only to hopefully or, yeah, to potentially get a rematch of Vancouver-Toronto or Ooh. get to see Vancouver take on Boston, depending <laughs> on what happens further down. Man. Yeah, like, I'm looking now at the bracket. It's just London there down there that's, that's scary, right? right? The storylines here are fan freaking tastic crazy we are either going to again jumping ahead (laughs) we're either going to get both canadian teams in the playoffs which would be crazy or we're going to get at least one rematch of the century for us you know wait how how can we get both vancouver and toronto that's impossible if 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 toronto wins if toronto so toronto takes on boston on saturday oh 6 p.m eastern toronto wins toronto qualifies yeah and then so the loser vancouver has a chance the the loser between Toronto and Boston is basically facing the winner of the losers bracket. Yes, correct. Okay, to determine the final team that goes to play. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know the so I have it three two for the Titans over the Shock. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll take I that. feel that the the Shock were were shown to be fallible, and the Vancouver Titans I think are starting to learn lessons. They've they're they're figuring out where they can adapt as need be. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm maybe not as confident that the Titans, if they beat the shock, then beat the Spitfire. Um, Spitfire showed that the shock were fallible and the Spitfire ultimately lost to the uprising more than the uprising beat the Spitfire in my mind. I just refuse to give Spitfire the benefit of the doubt. They will lose eventually. That's well, yes, but (laughs) I, I, I I struggle like this is, it's a, it's a type of match that it becomes unpredictable because London just yeah. does what London does. Yeah, like, yeah, Toronto's doing what they want to do, but at least you can say to yeah. say, yeah, I see why this I makes mean, sense. With London, it's like I don't. This makes no sense, but it's seemingly working. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Genji. I like the odds of, of a great Genji player going into a Ryan Comp. So there's that. <laughs> um, Toronto and Boston, though. So. If someone were to look at this, I think they look at Boston as being the uh, the favorite here. But consider Boston, while yes, they won three one against the London Spitfire, they beat London based on London making mistakes. What a bang! Now Boston is a good team. Good teams take advantage of mistakes, but that could have been a whole different match. Mm-hmm. Toronto, yes. Vancouver showed there are holes that can be poked through, and I think Boston of it of of the teams that are here are the team that could probably take advantage of it. But Toronto has seen some adversity, and they're not going to go and look at that as mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. I genuinely feel they're going to take that Vancouver Titans match that was as close as it was and say, 
how do we become even better than this? Yeah, yeah just don't choke <laughs> the, the, the flash. I ha- so map. I have a three-two for Toronto. <laughs> you do, eh? I do. I, I don't. I, I. The funny thing is, if Toronto goes through Vancouver clean, I may have actually given it yeah. to Boston. Oh. I may have given it to Boston if Toronto went through Vancouver. Yeah, clean, I see what you're based saying. Based on sort of like this, like this overconfidence. Toronto now is stronger for the 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 adversity they faced. Exactly. I, right. I have yeah. a weird. I have a weird gut feeling about this one. It's either a three-one for Boston or a three-two for, for Toronto. Toronto. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I the oh. I was just gonna say I'm pretty torn. I think it's probably like a sixty forty Boston. You know, maybe sixty. I don't even want to go sixty five. I I don't want to give them that much credit. Um, mm-hmm. I think Toronto stands a real chance though. Okay. So, like, if you had to pick a team, though, <laughs> I'll I'll throw my hat in for Toronto. I'll say three two. All right. So Omni, I'm gonna force you to pick a team here. I'm gonna go Boston. Okay. Just for the sake of diversity. I think we all agree it's Titans Spitfire yep. in the lower bracket semifinal. Yep. Man, imagine Washington beating London. That'll be the most owl thing to ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who got out of the, the Titans Spitfire match? I'm going to go with my heart. Vancouver. I know, like, I, I like brain-wise, London should be the favorite by, by just a smidge. And that's not enough okay. for me to choose uh, London. Okay, that's that's fine. Jordan? I'll go Vancouver. Um, man, I just... I don't know. Like I say, I just... I, for whatever reason, I never put any if... I never put much, if any, faith in London. I'm going to say they Vancouver takes a 3-1. Even though I know... I just... I have this feeling that it's not going to be 3-1. But I'm saying right now, it's going to be 3-1 Vancouver uh, over London. All right. I'm I so to to explain my feelings would take far too long. I don't want to count the Spitfire out, but I too will say Vancouver goes through. Nice. It's just weird because I'm the one here who looks at the Spitfire and says, "Yeah, they do what they do and no one can seem to understand it." And I don't know if Vancouver mm-hmm. is the team that does. Right. But if there is one point that Omni raised, uh Sugar Free and Tahati Seems like a, a fun match to watch. Mm-hmm. So that has for Jordan and I, the Titans versus the Uprising. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as calm. Yes, okay. Vancouver beat Boston. I don't think they do it a second time. This is the this is the punk rematch of the century. This is this is when punk lays it all on the table to show Boston who's boss, right? And that's that's why I say if Toronto loses and it's Vancouver against Oof. Toronto, it's another battle for Canada, which is awesome. If Boston loses, then it's Vancouver against Boston. In in my mind, it is Punk against Boston. I want to be Mulder, but I feel like Scully on this one. I want to believe, <laughs> but I have difficulties of seeing Vancouver beat whoever drops there, like against yeah. Toronto or Boston. So it's- I, you know what, Jor- Jordan is getting me to think that Vancouver could beat Boston. <laughs> They, I don't think Vancouver doesn't beat Toronto. 
that's you know what? I was actually just thinking the exact same thing. Toronto there drops. Might be. They aren't letting whoever they're playing win. Toronto's going to their own playoffs. That's very much how I feel. Um, I'm going to say if it ends up being Boston against Vancouver, Vancouver takes it three two. Yeah, I could see like a rock paper scissors sort of thing between uh, Vancouver, Boston, and, and Toronto. For real, that so punk, punk, and Twilight. Rochambeau. Oh, Twilight, of course, former <laughs> Vancouver. Oh, it's even better than I thought. Yeah, mm. and yeah. anyhow, uh, still gotta gotta, gotta be uh, uh, London for that. I'm calling it sure. now. It's an all Canadian playoffs. We're getting Vancouver oh. and Toronto both going. And they're also going to be the fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, hey, okay. did you actually, hold on. Did you, did you guys see that the uh, uh, ladder in the Owl app has Vancouver already in the lower I bracket did. final? I did see that, yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. It has them playing the shock. There's no teams in the lower bracket semifinal, but Vancouver then, somehow yeah. already got the bump. So the script's been released. Vancouver does get there. You tweeted that, didn't maybe, you? Maybe did, the budget yeah. budget ran out for the other teams and they just had <laughs> maybe. to get out. They let everyone Anyhow. Go. All we know is this weekend is going to be a culmination of some pretty exciting uh, Overwatch League action as it uh, leads up to the uh, playoffs and grand final in Toronto at the Matami Center. Uh, but until that point, uh, we need to take a short break and then dive into a hopefully quick fray. try to recap the matches that were um if you happen to go to the overwatch uh, league website and uh use it in a way to figure out uh, how you know the schedule works for teams in regions not called the west uh it's next to a difficult so i'm going to keep this nice and simple uh none of the contenders teams made it not there even pop 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 poker face pop pop poker face no 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 not no, even no. poker face uh, the dynasty beat O2 blast. Um, that part, I know, um, we already knew the Hangzhou was in, but they beat Dallas. Um, so yeah, uh, the point is though, that, uh, we already sort of talked about, uh, New York got eliminated. Washington then lost to Toronto, New York, uh, or sorry, not New York, London beat San Francisco. So we already know who's down on the lower bracket. We sort of also know, uh, who is in the upper bracket. But uh, what that does lead us into is a East play on match that uh, uh, gets underway on the uh, 15th, that being Saturday at 1 a.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. Eastern between the Dragons and the Dallas Fuel. And then following that match is the Guangzhou Charge taking on the Seoul Dynasty. Uh, in the West, we already know that Vancouver gets things underway against the San Francisco Shock. That match is followed by the Washington uh, Justice Alone and Spitfire. And the match after that is the Toronto Defiant Boston Uprising. And then on the Sunday, there are the two losers matches uh, for the West at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, and 3.30 p.m. Pacific, uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And in the East, uh, the uh, play-ins, uh, winners, rounds, and what have you follow on the Saturday and or Sunday. So I guess it would be the Friday is when the East gets things underway at the 15th. It's time zones and screwy. Anyhow... 
Did you know that despite the season being almost over, there are adjustments mm. taking place? So the Soul Infernal have added uh, Hunjai uh, because Fix is injured. I get that. Like a player is hurt, that you need to bring someone in. It's just interesting that the league doesn't have a sort of like roster freeze in effect where you need to have this many players by this point. But hey, it's owl. And uh, the Vegas Eternal announced that, uh, you know, Finale has been uh, let go at the conclusion of his 30-day contract, which is interesting because I get it. He was on a 30-day, but, like, the farewell was needed. Like, I mean, it's yes. The finale. But, <laughs> yeah. um, and then there's some other rumors as well that have not yet been, uh, you know, formalized as to other adjustments uh, taking place but hey it's the overwatch league where uh, everything is written down on a napkin and when that napkin gets too greasy you just get a new napkin and start writing new things on it right Mm -hmm. when everything's made up on the spot and the points don't matter Mm -hmm. (laughs) remember where that's from uh whose line is it anyway that is yeah there we go go. (laughs) i was gonna say i watch it every night uh, when i'm falling asleep Hmm. Uh, completely off the rails. Two Canadians always on that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ryan Mockery and uh... Colin St- or Colin Mockery and Ryan Stott. Colin Ma- Mockery. Man, <laughs> you, you threw me off when you said Ryan Mockery, and I'm like Colin Stott. Ryan no, Stott. that's not yeah. it. Man, I watched that like 15 years ago. It's still the same guys there. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Colin Mockery and Ryan Styles have been on it. Wayne Brady is still there. Uh, wow, it's new legends. Host. Uh, Aisha Tyler Tyler, and then uh, they have a rotating sort of fourth person Hmm. yeah I don't have cable so I'm (laughs) just go on TikTok that's where I watch most of it honestly I don't have TikTok either (laughs) oh man I was gonna say do you not have the internet yeah I've seen I've seen them live actually all of them so oh really actually I think Wayne Brady wasn't there but all of the Mm. rest of the original cast did show up so it was really good yeah the Ryan Styles did a, a fundraiser actually where Omni and I uh, used to reside or Omni still does, but uh, I have tried to get tickets to go to it. And uh, long story short, uh, compromise to my credit card. Oh, <laughs> I think we talked about this uh, off, off the, <laughs> off the air. Uh, so tickets were not acquired as a result, oh. um, but that's uh, a shame. But yeah, I I enjoy the the humor. Me too. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, the the game itself is uh, still going. Uh, Aaron Keller came out to talk about uh, the nature of the world of competitive and how it seems to be unfair and very um, vague as to how you know MMR decay happens and and ultimately your impact as to your competitive ranking. And he agreed that maybe there are ways they can be a little more transparent as to what's happening. Uh, but he essentially wrapped up by saying, we're not going to let the secret sauce out of the bag. <laughs> so, you know, you're still going to go and have uh, your, you know, matches, you know, 10 wins in a row and see your rank drop because that's just going to happen. Something that he talked about as well is how if you haven't played a particular role in a certain period of time and then you do and you don't do well, that can actually cause an MMR drop. So if you just go DPS for days and then suddenly play tank, you know, for giggles and have a match that doesn't go well, the game somehow catches up over this significant period of time and decays you extra. 
I mean, that's how I read it, but never, it Um, never like brings you up. It always just brings you down somehow. (laughs) Well, I find it interesting that, you know, there are games out there that provide like competitive, like you get, you see the points as to which you're acquiring. Um, one of those games is, uh, the competitive version of Warzone. Um, Mm. and, you you actually see sort of the MMR cost to start a match or SR cost, I guess is what they're using there. And then as the match goes on and you perform different activities in the game, you can actually see your score improve. So you can tell, is this match going to end up improving my ranking or hurting it? That must tilt so bad when you're not doing well. Right. But, but it, Maybe okay, maybe two transcends, but you it does show you like ultimately, uh, the way it works is if you're doing well, you're seeing progression. The progression sometimes is small, but that would be indicative of you being significantly higher than those that remain. Whereas if you see a giant leap, you're actually on the lower end of those who are in, in this match. And so I feel that that type of space could somehow be applied into the world of overwatch. Was that on purpose? Which the, the design? The, no, the giant leap and space. It's kind of no. like a nice little uh, NASA throwback. <laughs> no, it was, it was not on purpose. That's why I looked here at you very confused. See my, trying to figure out what did I say? My mind went space is an overwatch league player. Was there a player named Giant Leap that I didn't know about? <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with you two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that. We have a few matches this weekend to watch. We then get a week off before the uh, playoffs take place. Jordan gets to pack to go to Toronto, be the RSP correspondent on the street. Hopefully he gets off the street. I don't know if he's heard anything yet. I hope so, too, at this point. Because I I was reading, I think they've sold out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. You don't need to rub it in my face, okay? I'm going to be cheering from the outside. <laughs> hey, it may, maybe they'll make enough noise that it'll be like going to the Swift concert where you simply, you know, hang out in the parking lot listening to oh, Taylor man. Swift. It reminds me of the time when, where when I lived in uh, Yale Town, I used to hear all the shows from, from the... From BC Place? Yeah, from the BC Place. Yeah, and it, it like even if you're next to Rogers Arena in downtown Vancouver, you can sort of feel like if there's some base, it comes through the concrete. Yeah. Like I'm genuinely surprised that building is still standing. If that <laughs> amount of energy can make it through that those concrete walls, held up by maple syrup. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but here we are at the end of an episode. It was a longer one, but again, that's what happens when we have to talk a lot about the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. We're going to be talking about them again this weekend, and it is potentially going to be many matches. Like if the Vancouver Titans want to make a run, the Vancouver Titans got to go and win three. So there's a lot of action for Vancouver. And if you're Toronto, you're hoping that they win one as opposed to having to play in two. But uh, as we look to wrap up our show, any final words of wisdom for uh, our listeners that made it to this point? Yeah, today is, uh, and by today I mean September 12th. So (laughs) yesterday to our listeners is National Video Games Day. So I'll play a video game or two. Pew, pew. Yeah, yeah, good one. Jordan. Um, Well, I have some quick trivia for you guys here. Uh Reflecting upon the 2023 season thus far across all stages, all opponents, all teams, all maps, all everything, who do you think 
which character has the highest usage percentage-wise? The, the highest Ooh. usage across the Overwatch League season. Yes, the greatest pick rate, if you will. Oh, I'll have two minds. Tank or support? I shall reveal uh, no cards. Ah, uh, Anna. Close. See that? So that was going to be my my thought for support. Anna is second but, with fifty nine point seven percent. Oh, that's high. What the hell? It is. And I'll, I'll give you a hint. It is a damage character. Really, Sombra? No, Sombra Tracer. Is. There you go. Tracer with 69.3. Sombra is one, two, three, four, five, sixth. Makes sense. She's on she's on a freaking logo of the league, right? <laughs> so true. So true. I thought you might guess Winston, because we had such Winston heavy meta for the first half of the season. Right. He's in fourth with forty three point eight. That's so I was gonna say Winston until he said close to the Anna, and then suddenly I'm like, Oh, it has to be support. But I'm like, what who, Lucio who was maybe? it? Lucio well, that's was the thing. third. I'm no. I'm trying to then think who Offer. did we see more of mm-hmm. than Anna on support? So it's Tracer, Anna, never Lucio, damage. Winston, hmm. Briggs, Sombra. But what about what about last place? Who what character do you guys think has the least or lowest percentage? Uh, it's the least. It's fairly obvious, but we did see them played at least once, probably Life once. Weaver? Close. Life Weaver's uh, third. Third last. Really? Um, Hog. Hog is second last. Yeah, I was no going to say, I don't think it was Hog because we actually got, I think, a match with Hog. Like, not just a, hey, let's come out on Gibraltar. <laughs> um, saw a bunch Gosh. of Torb, saw a bunch of Bastion. Now, looking at these numbers, I have to assume it's Cassidy. It's probably not taking into account this playoff bracket we're in right now no i guess we um, get cassidy, it's not cassidy right? though and it's not torb either that's no, what it wouldn't be torb torb is torb is the one that so, makes me say i don't think it's including so bastion these. prior to this patch uh no it's not bastion either torb and bastion are both very low here but yeah i need to see the hero list i think i like forgetting <laughs> of it too. Who's, who's in this game anyways and if, um, if anyone says I'm wrong about this, I'm just looking Junkrat? at Stats Lab. There it is, Junkrat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going through, like, yeah, that, situationally, mm-hmm. like, okay, it was more of a, have I seen this, have I seen this? It's reasonable. Yeah. 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 That's because uh, Chris is not in the league. <laughs> I'm no longer that good at Junkrat. Hmm. Uh, um, that's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> you never lose. It's like, um, you know, riding on the bicycle. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I decided to Google a new dad joke. Um, where do keyboards uh, go to have dinner? Keyboards? Keyboards? Keyboards. Yeah. In the keyboards? <laughs> Space bars. Space, Space bars. bars. Is that still tied to that uh, giant leap thing? <laughs> Some, was there an Overwatch like character that. named Bar? <laughs> bar. Uh, it probably was at some point. But uh, yeah, if you've reached this point of the show and you're like, wow, this is the podcast is awesome. I want to subscribe. We're in every podcast application out there. And if we're not in one, it's probably because I didn't know about it. And if you let us know, we'll be in there tomorrow. 
You can go to our broken website that uh, I'll maybe get around to fixing in time for the end of the Overwatch League. That's ReadySetPwn.com. And we're at ReadySetPwn on one social media platform. Uh, and uh, you can join Discord. Discord. I also have Pwn. So on behalf of Omni at Omni Strike, Jordan Answer, Dr. J, I'm the host of the One Man Point Podcast. And myself, Chris at Lightforce. Catchphrase.